Hello, lovelies, and welcome back to actually the last episode of Season 2. Season 2, Episode 12. That's right. Last one of the series. That is crazy that we've been through two seasons already. Right? It only seems like yesterday. Only yesterday we just started. Yeah. We were talking about, what was it, Bragg Road? No, you don't remember no, the first No, the first one? episode was um, All of Texas. I'm fixing to say, I'm come sorry. on, man. That's my bad. At least you got it. You didn't, yeah. you didn't like, you know, I don't know what it was, but, you know. Which, by the way, so I said there were some giveaways coming up. Here's one of your hints right now for one of the giveaways. You should probably know some of my past episodes to get one of the answers. Ooh, I like giveaways. I like them, too. Yeah. And they're coming up. A lot of them. A lot of them. And I'm just saying, and I'm not saying, but I am saying, there might have something to do with Halls of Horror. I don't know. You didn't hear it from me. There you go. Season 2, episode 12, the very last one. So I got to admit something really quickly. I said we were going to talk about Bigfoot this season. You did. I remember that. And that never happened. Well, because as you know, but nobody else does, I had an iPhone at one point, And I had yeah. all my notes on this iPhone of Bigfoot and his whereabouts in our area, and then it decided to crash and burn and die on me, which is why some of my episodes kind of got delayed because the phone issue, and it had all my right. research, and unfortunately, we can't talk about Bigfoot this season. I'm telling you guys, if you could see this woman's house, there are books and composition notebooks all around the place, just oh, yeah. full of notes. Yeah, it's not just local stuff. I researched the big names. I mean, I have, like, books of, you know, the infamous serial killers, yeah. and then I have stuff, like, inside the criminal minds. Like, I'm actually trying to do this research and figure out stuff to figure out basically why they do what they do and why ghosts come out and just everything. Where do these, you know, folklores come from? Like, I'm trying to learn. Yeah, and all the time, you know, even with your true crimes, giving respect to the victim, and that's something that you don't see a lot. You see a couple podcasts do that, but that's one of the things I really love about your show is that you put more on the victim than you do the actual person that did it. Right, because, it, you know, media likes to show that it's the killer and, you know, look how amazing they are. I mean, everybody knows Manson. Yeah. Do you know who they exactly. killed? Yeah. You just know of Manson and his family, but you don't know that it was the heiress of Folger's Coffee that right. was one of the ones that were killed. Some people know that if you're really into it, but, you know, you don't really know about it. Yeah. I like to give the family some justice and the victim some justice and have those names be brought out because they're the real ones that we need to be talking about. Absolutely. But okay, episode 12. All right, so this one you actually do know about. Yeah, I actually got to research this one a little bit. Yeah, you actually got to research this one because this one, it's like right up your alley because... It's a historical marker. It's a hysterical marker. A hist she calls them hysterical markers. This is what we always call them. Yeah. Yeah, that. And so this one, like the last episode 12 we did, is just some dark history. There's no, yeah. as far as I know, there's no ghosts or Bigfoots or anything. But I mean, there always could be. Yep. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, there's dark history everywhere. And especially in this part of the area. So I've come to realize... Yeah, like, nobody but, really knows that. <laughs> you wouldn't think it, but from anywhere from, like, San Antonio all the way to Beaumont. Honestly, it's just all of Texas. Yeah. Like, all like, of Texas is just, Texas has some dark history. Yeah. And it's in places that you would not realize. Not expect, exactly. You just go up and you're like, oh, this is a pretty lake. And then you don't even realize, like, 100 yards from there, something's happening yeah. or happened. Which, speaking of a certain lake, let's get into that, why don't we? December 7th, 
1941. A day that will live in infamy. Why? Because that was the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Exactly. So the bombing of Pearl Harbor, horrible time, and a lot of lives were lost, and that thrust the United States into World War II. Correct. Like, we try to stay out of it, but they decided to uh, attack us, and we said we ain't going to stand for that. Yeah. So... Uh, with us entering World War II, we had to move very quickly to expand our uh, munitions and support the war effort. Correct. I mean, if you re- if you remember, you know, during any war, honestly, like as soon as we enter, you know, the men go off and fight and we're just in production mode. Right. I, I mean, mean, and that's just really any country, but... All no. your all your major um, warehouses, all your major manufacturers, car companies. Oh, yeah, the car they companies, they'll switch. like Swap like that, you know. Yeah. So a young cat, we'll say, oh, you know, young congressman named uh, certain Lyndon Baines Johnson. Hey, I've heard that name before. Or might also have been known as LBJ or Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah. Who hailed from the hill country of central Texas. Yes, he is Texan. I don't know if you knew that, but he is as long and his wife is also Texan, by the way, right. from this area that we're about to talk about. But he established himself with, you know, the higher ups, including President Franklin Roosevelt and the speaker or the house speaker that I didn't know about, Sam Rayburn. I did not know he was a house speaker. Yeah. I know of Sam Rayburn, like the lake and area, <laughs> but I didn't know who he was. I was just like, okay, Sam Rayburn. Some good fishing on that lake. Right. Like it's got some good fish. <laughs> so I actually learned something like he, that actually it was a person and he, oh, just so happened to be the speaker of the house. Yeah. He kind of got cozy with them. You know how politics work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, the up and coming legislator. And, you know, this war that we just got thrust into. So he saw the perfect opportunity to bring something to Texas in a little town called Karnak, Texas, where Lady Bird, his wife, was from. Uh, He persuaded the army to build one of the new ammunition plants there. And it was a very isolated area. It was land adjacent to the Caddo Lake, which is approximately four miles from the Louisiana-Texas border. Mm Mm-hmm. So they acquired about, uh, was it about 8,500 acres in that area? And lo and behold, in October of 1942, the Longhorn Army Ammunition Plant was established. And you'll never guess what they produced. So can I attempt to pronounce it? You can attempt to pronounce it because I'm going to say the us name, like the one I know. (laughs) But you you can try and pronounce the scientifical long name. Okay. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Okay, here it is. Trinitrotololine. I'm going to say you're correct because I have no idea. Yeah. You know what that is? TNT. Absolutely. So for everybody that doesn't know what TNT stands for, that is what it stands for. I didn't know. I just knew TNT is TNT. Yeah. Like that's the thing that Bugs Bunny uses to blow up everybody, basically. Acme's TNT. But this ain't Acme's. This is the real deal. That's so, it. Yes, they produced TNT. And the plant actually produced, do you know how many pounds of TNT throughout the entire war? How much? 393 million pounds of TNT was produced in this plant. That is a lot of boom, boom. That is a lot of boom, boom. But like all things, the war ended. We won. Right. And after signing the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty in December 8th of 1987, the Longhorn plant was then changed. So, obviously, we don't need TNT anymore. The war is over. We're trying to do this peace treaty. And basically, what that treaty does is it gets rid of all of the missiles. 
Like, that was what the treaty did. It was to, you know what, we'll get rid of ours if you get rid of yours. An act of kindness to kind of stop the, the Red Scare kind of stuff. Right. By the way, anybody who doesn't know about that treaty, we actually signed that with what was then called the Soviet Union. Right. So. Which everybody knows, you know, the United States and them did not. We've always been kind of. Right. I mean, the Cold War. Right. You know, all that stuff. So, Russia. we decided yeah. to sign that treaty start getting rid of some of the missiles and that's exactly what the longhorn plant was used for it was to destroy some missiles if you're being technical the pershing 1a and pershing 2 missiles right the plant was then changed from instead of producing tnt it went to destroying the missiles which it had you know reading into it it had done different stuff over the years right for different wars like i know in the korean war it actually manufactured solid propellant for rocket motors oh yeah like um, they they transformed this like it wasn't just right. a world war Two. okay it's done yeah. so we're just gonna leave it like they kept using this area like it was a great area it was in a remote area like you know surrounded by trees and stuff Right. And basically, they use it to fit the need of whatever they needed it for at the time. Right. And to give you a little idea, this plant was actually active. So we said from the World 1942, War II. Yeah. So it's 1942 all the way up until 1997. That's crazy. We were still alive when this plant shut down. Right. I was nine. You were old. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> I was turning six that year. It was around for a lot of years. Yeah. So then in around 2000, I believe, the property was then transferred to the United States Fish and Wildlife Services and became the Cato Lake National Wildlife Refuge, which is what it is today. Right. So they started doing cleanup activities to, you know, get rid of all the sulfur water and that groundwater that was contaminated with all those chemicals and stuff that were leaked out from all these missiles and ammunitions and stuff like that. And so the cleanup actually began before they turned it over. It began on October 25th, 1996 and continues to this day. They are still cleaning it up. Wow. Now, obviously, it's safe to go because you can go visit this area. But I saw somewhere online that said, hey, if you find a missile, call it in. So I'm not, I don't know if that was like a sign from like back then or if that's still around. I'm not too sure because obviously they have people trampling all over the area. It's a beautiful area. People hike it all the time, look through these different places. They actually, before COVID, they had like kind of tours. So where they can, you know, you go to the, the ranger station and they'll, you know, give you maps and give you some tours and stuff like that. But now that COVID, they have closed down that station. Yeah. You know what? what's amazing about this place to mm-hmm. me? So I was thinking about when we went and that name, when you told me the name of the city that this was in, which is Karnak. Right. Um, it popped in my head. And I was like, man, I've been there before. We haven't ever been there, but we've passed through it because literally you pass through Karnak or you go by Karnak when you're leaving Jefferson, Texas. Right. So Jefferson is, uh, it shows it's 11 miles away. Stagecoach Road is 7.7 miles away. Which we'll talk about next season. Yeah. Hint, hint. All these, and you know, know Trammell's Trace, Harrison Marshall's County, really close. Marshall. Marshall's got a lot of haunted stuff in it. Right. So all these places are like... But, like, you hear of Marshall, you hear of Jefferson. Jefferson is, like, the haunted place in East Texas. 
but I've never heard of this Longhorn plant. Right. Like, I've heard about stuff all around that. You hear about the town that dreaded sundown. You yeah. know, the Texarkana murders. You heard about, like I said, Jefferson. And then Marshall has some crazy stuff happening. Stagecoach Road yeah. you have. But you don't hear about this plant. Wonder why. I don't know. But you can, like I said, you can visit it now. Yeah. We were going to, and then the hurricane kind of was like, well, it might come this way, so let's right. let's calm down. And now we have something else that possibly is coming, so it's kind of crazy. So, But we're still planning on going. Yeah. Because we went to Jefferson and talked to some people there. We've, we haven't gone to Stagecoach yet, but we're going to go to that one, too. Right. While on our trip up north, we're going to go here. Yeah. And if you look at the pictures online, I will post some pictures. There is a YouTube video of the area. It's creepy. It's very surreal. If you like, think about what was yeah. being produced there or what was being destroyed there, it is super creepy. It's overgrown now. They're trying to reclaim the area for the forest, which is what the National Wildlife and Park Services do is they protect the area, much like the big thicket in our area. Well, and, and think about it this way. In 1964, when they changed the name, because it wasn't always called the Longhorn right. Army Ammunition Plant. In 1964, in its heyday, there were 3,000 people working there. Wow. Even Even in 1975, there were still 1,000 people working there. So that's three. Th- you got to think about that for a minute. 3,000 people, that's half of our town almost. Right. Like, that's a... It's a good bit of people. And if you think about the chemicals that they're working with, they're not just working with alcohol and, you know, peroxide and salt. Like, they're working with some heavy-duty chemicals. So, surely some bad stuff had to have happened. And and then it's just gone. Nobody knows about it. Right. Like, it's just... Like, nobody... I mean, I'm sure people (laughs) in that area know about it. Yeah. But we're, what, like, three hours away if that and this is my first time hearing of it and yeah i like stumbled upon it like everything else i yeah. was just googling something else and this thing popped up like hey you should probably do longhorn i was like huh texas long huh yeah like i had no idea about it and then i started researching this i was like oh my gosh there was literally a tnt plant in our backyard you never know that old good old trinitrotololine <laughs> see i can say it now so now i feel smart that, that's your one thing. That's Check. my that's my one thing for today. He learned how to say TNT. <laughs> I will still say TNT. If I'm even saying it correctly, I... there might be somebody that's like, "Oh, you're saying he, it so wrong." He's saying it so wrong. TNT. You yeah, know what I mean? TNT, yeah. The little the little bundles. The, the... Roadrunner, not Roadrunner, Wally Coyote. Yeah. Bugs yeah. Bunny used it too. He used it too. Yeah. He blew up some people, mm. which is all fun again. And that's one of the things. Like we grew up with Bugs Bunny and the Roadrunner and all of yeah. them blowing them up. Like we we're like, oh, okay, yeah, TNT. Like we we're making fun of it, but actually, like that's some serious stuff. I thought the Acme Company was a real company up until I was like 13 years old. <laughs> I mean, which they are, but they don't do. Yeah, I was that. Say they they're, they are a real company. <laughs> like there is an Acme yeah. Company, but. They don't. They're not in this uh, munitions. Yeah, they don't. They don't do TNT. As of yet. As of yet. I don't know. Well, Anyways. I mean, Ford didn't build bombs either. But yeah, when the time comes, hey, you flip that factory and you do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm not saying they built bombs. I didn't research that. I don't right. know. Right. But they did definitely flip stuff. They built. Was it the military vehicles at the time? Well, a lot of them were used to produce bullets. 
Uh, but yes, a good number of them did create military vehicles, Humvees, right. tanks, stuff like that. Dark history that you don't know about. And I know we're Absolutely. making like super light of this, but it's just, it's crazy. Like my mind has been blown this whole time that I've been researching this, that there was literally a TNT plant and then turned into, you know, a missile destroying plant literally in our backyard. Yeah. In the middle of the forest by a beautiful lake that just so happens to be in the area that some good fish are being caught. Known as Sam Raven, who, by the way, just happens to be the house speaker. Blew my mind on all, all. Just the whole thing. The whole thing blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I knew LBJ was from Texas. I knew Lady Bird was from Texas. I did not realize. And I even knew that, you know, she was in the Jefferson area. Because when we went, we went to some museums. And they said, you know, she was from the area. But when I saw that Karnak... And then they said, you know, yeah. Lady Bird's hometown, like birthplace Karnak. I was like, no, no, she wasn't. She was from Jefferson. And I actually looked it up. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the exact same area. So it's just it just blows my mind. And like I said, I'm going to post some pictures. Obviously, these are not my pictures because we haven't gone. But I'm going to post pictures of this uh, area. It's beautiful, creepy and just breathtaking, honestly. So I think that is all for our dark history for this season. So let's talk a quick little second about season three. Season three, I'm definitely going to talk about Bigfoot. I skipped him this season because I lost all my notes. And I'm trying to refine all my sources because I had some really good deep, dark web sources. Not really, but they were kind of hard to come by. And I'm trying to remember where I found what. And we're going to talk about Bigfoot next season, I promise. More true crimes, more ghost stories, more everything. It is spooky season. We're going to be talking about some bigger names here in Texas, some unsolved cold cases. I mean, it's going to be wild like always. You never know what I'm going to be talking about, honestly. But that's why you always listen closely.